Welcome to Girl Talk with Kay. From interviews into a talk show, we've evolved into a podcast. Join us for genuine conversations with trailblazing women on balancing it all while making waves. This is Girl Talk with Kay. Thanks for tuning in. The present is woman. <laughs> well, I just want to uh, take the time out and to just thank you for um, joining me today um, in your busy schedule. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Thank you. Um, so uh, the reason why I brought Autumn on to the podcast is because uh, she's been someone I've been trying to get connected for some time now. She's very ambitious. Um, she has an MBA. She's an entrepreneur. She is a believer. She's just all these things, and I definitely wanted to... Um, just have her speak on the podcast and just give some tips and some um, hope for you guys. Um, and yeah, so thank yeah. you. Yeah. Hi, how's it going? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I just, yeah, like tell me, let's tell, tell us about yourself. What it, what it is that you actually do, your business, um, for the people who don't know. Yeah. So hi, everyone. My name is Autumn. Um, I'm 26 years old and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Detroit Dough. We're an edible cookie dough company, so uh, we sell uh, completely safe, delicious, and ready-to-eat cookie dough to entertainment venues like movie theaters, amusement parks, and stadiums, and then we also just opened up a mall store in Twelve Oaks. So um, pretty busy. It's been a wonderful two years growing this business, and um, I'm excited to see what's next for sure. Yeah, so what made you start this this particular business? Yeah. It's a, it's a niche, you know what I'm saying? What, Correct. What made you... Yeah, so I was um, really inspired by Dough in New York City, which is a edible cookie dough brick and mortar. Um, and I think I was like looking at something online and they had like some type of video and you saw lines around the corner with this edible cookie dough that looks so good. They were like scooping it out like ice cream and I'm like a huge cookie fan. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always eating cookies no matter what. It's like if it's a good cookie, I'm eating it. <laughs> like diet, whatever. Um, and so I, you know, I had shared this information with, uh, my, my business partner and my boyfriend, Daniel, and I was like, Hey, you know, have you seen this? Like, have you seen this concept? I think it would be so cool in Detroit. Um, and he was like, yeah, that's dope. And like, I just kind of left it at that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was just playing around with him. I was like, what if, what if somebody named it Detroit Doe? And I'm thinking it's somebody else, right? I'm just throwing (laughs) it out in the atmosphere. And so maybe a month later, he came back to me and he was like, Autumn, I think you should do this edible wow. cookie dough concept. And I was like, nah. You know, I, I had just started my job. Uh, I was a consultant with Accenture. Mm-hmm. Just started my job. I'm very risk averse. I never really saw myself as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I think you could do it. I think it could like really be successful. So I was like, okay, well, let's try it. I'm just going to jump out on faith. Um, and so the original idea was to create like a brick and mortar in, in our neighborhood, which is Northwest Goldberg, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of started off the process. We applied for a couple of pitch competitions, got in, mm-hmm. got some like initial seed funding, and then we did a pop-up uh, with um, Detroit Clothing Circle. It was like late November, early November, I'm sorry, 20, 2017. Yes. Okay. And pop-up was super successful. Like we had news coverage. I think we sold like seven thousand wow. dollars in one weekend. Wow. We were like, oh yeah, like we we yeah. have like a yeah, this is money bags. Um, <laughs> over time, just like the support dwindled. So next pop up, I think we made a thousand. That's still great. Yeah. 
the next pop-up, we did like 500, mm-hmm. 100, and then like one day we couldn't even sell a cup at a pop-up. And this was over like the course of a month. So we were like, okay, well, if this is the case, you know, can we really create some sustainable drive yeah. to this business? And I mean, at that point, we were like, nah, probably not. Um, so we kind of discussed, you know, do we fold? Like, it, was it just like kind of a cool thing to try? Yeah. Or should we, you know, kind of pivot? And um, Daniel was like very huge on, you know, why don't we just try manufacturing? You know, we could target entertainment venues. There hasn't really been something different in like concessions other than like Dippin' Dots. Yeah. We were like, okay, let's try it. And so that was kind of like the rebirth, even like in two months wow. of what Detroit Doe was. And we've kind of just grown and like developed our roots from there. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was, so it was like the support of your um, co-founder and also your boyfriend Correct. to kind of help like, okay, no, this is, we need to figure, because this is something, but we need to figure out another way to make this blossom and bloom. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So how, how is it to be in business with a, with your with a partner? Yeah. So actually, I have another co-founder, too. Her name is Victoria, who is my boyfriend's sister. Okay. So it's like a very weird, like, <laughs> blended family business. Um, and it's interesting because I think that um, there's some positives to it. I feel like because we are like family, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, me and my boyfriend don't plan to break up anytime soon. <laughs> Uh, so it's like, you know, I am a part of the family. It's like we could kind of talk to each other the way we want to talk to each other and be blunt about kind of what we feel. And, I mean, there's plenty of times where we're having morning meetings where it might get a little, you know, snippy because I don't like I don't like that you said this. Right. And we're, we're going to, like, kind of duke it out verbally um, to make it happen. Um, but I think also, too, it's like how do you kind of separate family relationship from business yeah. that we are still trying to figure out. Um, and I don't think it's ever perfect. I, you know, I don't think that there's people who, you know, are in a relationship or who are married who really have it figured out. And I think that's that's fine. It's just understanding that there's going to be some lines that are crossed. Yeah. Um, so I think again, it's like we're trying to figure out Daniel and I the best way to operate mm-hmm. because again, we're doing great because we're making money. <laughs> but when we're not making money, I mean, the the relationship suffers, and we're still trying to figure out how do we. Balance create you know those that balance and then also create um some real like boundaries yeah. in terms of like what we're going to cross over mm-hmm. so yeah um so being a woman of faith do you feel like you've ever expected to do business differently than other people or do mm. you do you feel obligated to do biz, you know business differently than you know people that you witness or encounter yeah so i feel like that's a tough question because as a woman of faith, I think faith is almost like tied to integrity, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like every business owner should have some integrity with what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just about being a good person. I think, you know, again, being someone of faith, maybe that might steer you. You might have someone, you know, you might have God who is steering you in the right way to choose integrity, mm-hmm. right? But I think just being a, a good person and being a good business owner should make you have integrity. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that, you know, maybe it might have made our decisions easier. Okay. Um, but I don't think that it's um, made us not want to consider being a business of integrity, okay. right? Okay. Or or the, you know, other side, mm-hmm. choosing integrity over not. I think we were always going to do it, but it just made our decision easier because um, all of us, you know, are Christians and all of us, you know, 
want to please God with what we do. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, have you ever um, felt like you needed to? I know you said you never wanted, you didn't think you'd be an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. um, did you ever feel like you needed to do something with like God to be a business person? You know how a lot of people mm-hmm. like. I want to be an entrepreneur, so I'm going to sell t-shirts that say Jesus, God is, you know, right. or, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. God is dope, like, is yeah. that, like, did you ever feel like you needed to, like, have a Christian tie to it? Yeah. Mm, I don't think so. I think when we started this business, we knew that cookie dough could be loved by everybody, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, like, a Christian product. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think we ever felt like we had to tie God to it. I feel like more than anything, our Christianity really aligns with the way that we've decided to run our business and how we give back. Mm -hmm. So we're a triple bottom line business, meaning that, um, we give a portion of our revenue back to, you know, a 501c3, or we somehow circle that money back into the community. Mm -hmm. Um, and before, you know, it was even like well known about us, that's always something that we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You know, with this business, we knew that, you know, it could be successful, but more importantly, we can really drive generational wealth with, you know, people in our communities, drive generational wealth with black people in general, Mm -hmm. and um, build up a community by local business owners, not by huge corporate people who really don't care about it. And so, um, you know, we have this kind of um, thing that we do called Dough That Makes a Difference. So 5% of all of our revenue goes back to our neighborhood through a 501c3 partner called Northwest Goldberg Cares. Um, and, you know, just based off of our revenue alone, we've already pledged over, like, ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000. Um, and we've given just about 75% of that at this moment. Um, and it's helped to drive a neighborhood garden. It's helped to build an art park. Yeah. Um, they've built a Holland Maze Park, which is the first design of its kind in Detroit. Wow. And um, now they're kind of on this you know, journey to build a rest and ride park, which is a bus stop that's going to be in the neighborhood to help people, you know, have some shelter when you're out there because right now there's no bus shelters anywhere. Yeah. Um, wow. So it's, you know, I feel like our ministry and our money has been going towards that. Mm-hmm. And like, no, we don't have this Christian tied, you know, brand or product, yeah. but I feel like we do our ministry through that. And, you know, we put our money where our mouth is. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a lot of businesses are going to tell you that they've given 5%, but we say with every single cup that we sell, Mm -hmm. we're going to give 5% back when you've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, You seem like you have, like, really good leadership skills. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you seem like you're probably the... uh, Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. Like, I feel like I'm a leader everywhere except for my business. Wow. Which is, like, so intriguing to me. I'm still trying to figure out why I don't feel like I'm a leader. But, like, you know, my two other co-founders are incredibly strong people. Mm -hmm. Incredible leadership skills. I mean, like, 
honestly, you know, most of the time I'm taking direction from them okay. versus them taking direction from me. Okay. Um, and I just think that's because of our, like, composition. Mm -hmm. um, so Victoria, she has a chemistry background. She's very detail-oriented. She's very into processes. That's her niche. Okay. Daniel, sales guy times 10. I mean, okay. I, he can, he's just the best sales guy I've ever met, <laughs> right? Um, and me, I'm more so of, like, and like I'm a macro person yeah. just by trade, but then I'm also like very good at finances. Mm -hmm. So we all kind of have our niche, and I don't think anyone is really the lead, okay. and we're all the you know people following behind. I feel like there's times where I step up to the plate and I lead, and then there's times where Daniel is, and yeah. there's times where Victoria is, yeah. and we just kind of like have found this rhythm and this natural flow of mm -hmm. who's going to be a leader at this time, and more times than not, because there's like you know, two other people, I'm not the leader. Right. Um, and I think that is just to the to the real strength of who we are as a team. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like if more people approached entrepreneurship in the framework that a partner or a team yeah. is going to make this thing happen, mm -hmm. it would make it a lot easier for people to be able to be a leader when they need to be. Okay. Um, and, you know, I understand that solo entrepreneurship is, is great. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, telling people not to. But I know that I wouldn't be able to be an entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. an entrepreneur without a team. Period. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of people need to kind of, you know, take, take that into consideration, too. That you, you know, maybe a partner might help you. Yes. I know I've been struggling with that like, yeah. for a long time. But it's, I think for me it's just like trusting like you already have that connection that that loyalty that trust within your relationships of your business partners um but just imagine trying to find someone new coming yeah. into this you're trying to um persuade them with the vision that god has given you or you're trying to just persuade them to like not think like you but just like you see it you get yeah. it yeah and um being able to trust you know that they're not going to stab you in your back or yeah run off with your idea and start doing something else you know what i'm saying right you never know yeah um, and I think that's difficult, too, when you, like, have this vision and you're trying to pull someone on mm -hmm. um, versus. versus having that joint vision and, or this joint idea that you develop into a vision, right? Yeah. Because, again, the idea of a cookie dough shop is not what it is right now. And it took a lot of us figuring out cohesively what we wanted to do with it versus what Autumn did, yeah. you know? Um and I think, you know, my biggest advice is that understand that two heads are better than one. Always, always, always. Wow. Um, and, like, I, I even, like, at when I went to college, we had this class, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was, like, a life skills business class. I can't even remember what it was. But long story short, we did this, uh, like, kind of brain teasers exercise where it was, like, ten questions. You had to answer the brain teasers by yourself. And, like, everyone scored, like, maybe 40%, right? Mm -hmm. But then when you had a team, right. you ended up scoring, like, 80, 90. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just kind of put into perspective for me that everybody's impact, thoughts, can help you to get to that large picture, final goal, whatever it is. Yeah. And so if you're willing to accept that mm -hmm. and understand that maybe your vision might not be as strong, yeah. you know, as it could be with someone else's vision kind of married, then it might help you to get farther faster. Um, 
And again, that's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. There's some people who are like, I, this is my vision and this, you know, and I need really employees versus a co-founder. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But I think when you t- you have someone joining your team, you, you have to be open to the marriage of the vision. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really important. And a lot of times you can go a lot farther. Yeah, that's really good. Um, wow. I know for geez, I know for me, um, I've been, yeah, on that journey trying to find mm-hmm. someone who has a similar vision that, you know, mm-hmm. um, that can kind of take the brand or the business to the next level. But yeah, still waiting. <laughs> you know, or yeah. maybe, and it, maybe it's not this business, maybe it's another business venture um, or whatever. But do you ever feel like, um, you know, since you are in partnership to your boyfriend, though, he's a man, mm-hmm. do you think it's easier rather than just staying through it's just you and your um, boyfriend's sister together? Do you yeah. Think, how do you think that um, dynamic will work out? Ooh. Um, you know, I think it's interesting because I, I feel like Daniel, um, he brings a lot of practicality to mm-hmm. us that th- me and Victoria don't have. Okay. Um, you know, oftentimes it's, you know, we have all of these goals or we, we even want to delve so deep into a micro level that we're trying to manage things from a micro perspective. And he's like, hold up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, on yeah. Friday we have this and on Saturday we have this. So all of what you're talking about don't even it doesn't even matter right now right um and again I don't think that's a a man's thing I just think that's a Daniel's thing um so I'm not sure if like you know who we would be today would not like if it was just me and Victoria from a woman's perspective Mm -hmm. if it would be the same or not Mm -hmm. I think I think more than anything you know Daniel just brings a level that I don't even know if I could tie to his gender, you know. Okay. okay. So I don't know. I don't okay. know how to answer that. Um, you good. Yeah. You good. I just know how um, men can be very practical mm-hmm. and just like if if it's in front of you, it's in front of you. And you know, we as women, we're very um, intuitive and like yeah. I feel this. You know, I feel that this is something that I'm supposed to be doing rather than like, well, what do you see in front of you? Fix or work on what you have in front of you rather than trying to yeah fix something that's not even there. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can just imagine how. Yeah. Don't tell me to change this, this, and just let me know. Is this something that I need to fix? Mm-hmm. If yes, just let me know. Um, because yeah, I don't know. Just something for me. It's just something about a man. Like they're just they can just see what it is up yeah. front rather than like trying to put a thought behind a thought that's mm-hmm. not supposed to be there. So right. Yeah. No, I definitely see him bringing that. Yeah. And again, it's like I don't know. Maybe because I just feel like he's just. Somebody, somebody, yeah, he's yeah. just somebody that I'm like, maybe that's maybe that's just a Daniel trait, yeah. Know, yeah. Know. Right. That's funny. Good, that's funny. <laughs> um, so how uh, how do you keep your priorities in line when it comes to giving back versus, all right, I'm getting kind of mon- money hungry. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. Like just that separating the two versus um, trying to be out here stubborn and. Yeah. Um. I think, for me. I can't, I don't allow myself to um, kind of like get big headed or balloon my image mm-hmm. because in actuality, it's not really that. You know, mm-hmm. I think more than anything, I have these daily reminders that you really not, you not all of that. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And that's fair. Like, that's fine. Like, you know, and again, it's like, I think, you know, when people saw we won 
Detroit Demo Day uh, last year was like, oh, this business is big and bad. But yet, the day after, we were running production all ourselves, packing all this dough all ourselves. And quite honestly, I was going back to my parents' house because I live at home with my mom and dad. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, you know, those little things humble me every day. And it makes me remember that, like, you know, again, this business is, is built off of the time, work, and effort you put in. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, see all of that effort every single day with what you do every single day. It's not, it's not like you can kind of step back and be like the face anymore. No, you're in the business yeah. and working on the business yeah. too. So you see all of that. Um, I mean, in terms of like us not getting money hungry, I think that for us, it's all about, you know, we, we have conversations all the time about what we are willing to do to grow our business and what we're willing to do to um, help other people. Okay. Um, and again, you know, one thing that we've realized is that everybody's going to ask you for an opportunity. Everybody's going to ask, you know, for you to do something. And you can't always do it. Yeah. And, you know, you have to balance what you're going to do for people versus what you're going to do to gain money and grow your business. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I feel like we, because we have three people, we have a better compass on yeah. that versus, like, you know, maybe some other businesses. Yeah, so. yeah I think that's really good. Um, and I know how, um, not only are money hungry, but just, like, making sure that your priorities are in line. So mm-hmm. making sure you're still a good person, making sure that you're still spending time with your family, making sure you still, you know, you and Nan are still, like, spending, still dating each other. You know what yeah. I'm mean? saying? Like, just having that balance between life and business mm-hmm. is um, really important. I think a lot of times, social media portray like if I don't if I'm not working till three o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. if I'm not doing this if I it's just like certain things if you're not doing this then you're not you know that yeah you're not that deal you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. um or if you're not um you know spending I don't know it's just like certain things like well that's not what it's supposed to be but all these people on social media are saying that you need to have your baby with a laptop like no yeah there's a lot of like grind mentality that gets misconstrued um and i yeah i really don't like the fact that people believe that the grind is only based off of time Mm -hmm. and it's only based off of what you show and it's only based off of how tired you are or how depressed you are or how like you know all of these negative things when like Number one, everyone's grind is different. Mm-hmm. Everyone's priorities are different. But most importantly, the people who know, who who grind well mm-hmm. still have boundaries. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I I guarantee yes. I guarantee you. So, so for example, um, like I'm an AK and I served as um, the international vice president of Alpha Kappa Alpha. And um, Dorothy Buchanan Wilson, she was the president during the time I was in office. Great lady, phenomenal. I mean, literally, that girl is. Oh my gosh, like I can rave about her for hours and hours. She is one of those people who will e- email you or call you at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And she, and she, you know, again, as high profile as she is, she will do that just about every single day. She operates on no sleep. I don't know how she does it. But one thing she told me is that, that every two weeks she's getting a massage, period. That's her boundary. Mm-hmm. And like she, she's going to do it no matter how difficult. She's going to be 
in at that time, um, you know, Minnesota or no, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and she's gonna get that massage. Mm-hmm. And that was her boundary, right? Okay. And I think, you know, for me, that kind of put into perspective what is gonna be my boundaries, right? Yeah. Like, and for me, it's sleep. Like, I'm sorry, I need eight hours. <laughs> and I just, I can't grind it out like that. And like, I used to tell my business partners, like, we would have to pack dough for like hours and hours. And I'm like, look, it's 1230. Um, <laughs> I can't focus right now, and I know we need to pack this dough, but maybe can I wake up in the morning? Cause I, yeah, I need some sleep, and I'm not gonna be the best person to pack this dough. And like at first, they used to be like, bro, like Autumn, just like she's not with it. Like she, she must not have that grind. But like after, like you know, kind of realizing that I just was no good after 12. Yeah. Like it, I think for for my business partners, it helped them to understand that this is my boundaries, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think, you know, now that we're kind of two years in, we've all determined what our boundaries are. Mm-hmm. And it's helped us to be, I think, a better cohesive unit. So, for example, Victoria's mother. Mm-hmm. She's always going to, like, her kid, if Addison can't come to the event, she's not going to be there. Wow. That's her boundary. Yeah. Daniel, you know, he's actually, like, kind of the liaison between the business and the nonprofit because he actually founded it. But mm-hmm. he's no longer, like a part of like the board or whatever he's just a founder he's gonna do his stuff for northwest goldberg cares Mm -hmm. period and that's his boundary right and i think because of that we've been we've all been able to kind of figure out how do we balance the grinds and what works well for us and we're and we're not you know stepping on each other's toes and being like you're not working hard because your boundary is not something that i respect Right, right? right, right um and i think that's something that everybody you know from outside looking in perspective needs to respect too you know, your grind is not my grind. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to work or I'm not achieving what I want to achieve, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, So, So you would just say, so you would say that sleep is one of your boundaries? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sleep sleep is one of my boundaries. Um, you know, I'm a coach. I coach uh, high school POM. Again, I know I probably spend more hours than I should on it, mm-hmm. but it's something that I love to do, yeah. and I'm not cutting that mm-hmm. at this point. You know, again, I'll, I'll work to balance it, but I'm not cutting it. Um, I also am an active member of my chapter, my AKA chapter. So I'm going to go to chapter meetings. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Like that's, I, you know, every second Thursday from 630 to 830, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in chapter (laughs) meetings. You know what I'm saying? So like, don't call me. Um, yeah. And like, you know, again, I know like as time progresses, those things may change. They might, you know shift there might be other things that i add on yeah. as my boundaries but um as of right now i'm just gonna have to deal with it <laughs> and i mean again things are getting done so yeah. I, I don't think anyone can get mad at that mm-hmm. yeah i think that's really good and i think some other things just to think about is just like taking care of yourself because yeah. again like i love how you say like i need my sleep i need at least eight hours if i don't get that in then i'm no good to you so there's yeah. no purpose for me to keep working if i'm no good mm-hmm. for the business you know what right I'm um and knowing that you don't have to stay up all Right. You don't have to do certain things just because other other people aren't doing it. And I think a lot of times um, as young entrepreneurs, we just, we just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We look into anything, looking at anyone to see, like, she's doing that, so maybe I should. That's my do, compass, that's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's my compass. That's what she's doing. I, I want to do something similar, so I'm going to focus. I'm going to follow after her. But, no, you need to you need to do what's right for your body, what's right for your mind, what's right for mm-hmm. your spirit. that you know what I'm saying and I think um, I have tons of experience with 
following people on social media and you like, uh, why did I do this? Or yeah. like who and the thing is not even trying to be funny, but who said that you're actually happy behind this? Right, yeah. After the day, like you could be posting pictures smiling with your baby and your husband, but you're not even happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't even mm-hmm. talk. You know what I'm saying? Like just yep. like not and then trying to say for I said goals, um, I used to just be like goals, you just goals, like yeah. you know, this idea or this image and I was just like I have no idea what this woman is going through how yeah. the heck am I gonna say and that's like a, a huge like I don't like the power couple how? thing bothers how? me how? I don't like the whole goals your goals your body goals your marriage goals I, I don't like that yeah cause again it's like it's a lot a lot of it is not what you see yeah and it's with everyone right mm-hmm. like even with us, like, you you know, you see that we're in 12 volts, little did you know, like, we slapped this together in yeah. three weeks, you right. know what I'm saying, like, or the people who you see in the store is the co-founders, because, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out employees, yeah. right, yeah. Um, and I think, I, I, yeah, I just, I wish, you know, sometimes that we can, I don't feel like it's the, and let me back up, I don't feel like it's ownership on the people who present themselves yeah. to, to tell people what's really real. Because I feel like, to me, sometimes that can be inauthentic too, but I think it's right. our responsibility to not paint a picture that's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, um, I, you know, more than anything, I just want, you know, mm-hmm. people to accept that as people who have, like, strong brands, but also, too, for those who are looking at those brands to understand that it's not all that of what it seems. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you got to be okay with your your journey is going to be different and your light's going to shine at some point. Yeah. But let it be your light and not one that's manufactured by wow. everyone else that's because good. you thought this was what it was, that's you know? Good. Yeah, I love that. Girl, come yeah. on, word. <laughs> that's good. That's Thank good. you. Yes. And so, what are some, um, what are some things that you feel as though um, young entrepreneurs can, can do, like starting, you know, starting a business? Mm-hmm. I know, um, people like, you know, make sure you get this right, your LLC, all this stuff, but like in financially or, um, you know, having other incomes, you know, sources yeah. of incomes, like what are some things that you've done or that you think can help someone else? Yeah, so, um, again, like I mentioned before, I um, was working full-time at a consulting firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't quit my job when I first kind of left my you know full-time gig I actually took a leave okay. um and that's something that you know again just depending on obviously where you work figure out a way that you can kind of incrementally step back from your job that's like a huge thing that I preach to people okay. because I feel like number one entrepreneurship you could be hot this month and then have to fold it the next. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever want to kind of step out with no real plan, mm-hmm. no real track record, and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, be frustrated when you can't find a job because you, did, you didn't secure what you needed to do to really kind of wean yourself off of your um, full-time gig. So, um, you know, I know it, this is probably not the, the platform to talk about it, but I always suggest people to take a leave. Mm-hmm. Um, take advantage of the benefits that your company has for people who, where life happens, right? Um, and again, like Accenture, I know is like one of those firms that has really great benefits. Um, you know, at one point you could take three months paid leave. Oh, wow. And you were still getting paid your full, you know, Ooh. your full time. And that's great. You know, again, I didn't take it, idiot. But like, I didn't take it, girl. 
I w- so I ended up I ended up quitting or not quitting, but I ended up taking my leave before I had hit the year mark uh, gotcha. in order to do it. I think you had to be three years. I was like two years and nine months. Idiot, oh, idiot. Oh. But it's like, okay. yeah, but yeah, like, but yeah, but honestly, like, one thing that did help me was because I was still an employee, I still got a um, bonus. So I wasn't expecting that, but my career counselor called me up like, "Hey, I know you've been taking a leave, but you you're you're still gonna get this fifteen hundred dollar bonus." Come on. So I was like, "Yes, God, like yes. providing, providing. Uh, yes. Oh, wait, yes, like yes." So like again, but like that's what I'm saying. Like take like really look into your employer benefits because it's a part of your benefits package. Whatever you know, if you decide to take a leave, I know FMLA is a completely separate thing, but mm-hmm. FMLA exists. There's all of these little things that I know employees have, employers have, especially if you work in corporate America, yeah. that you can take advantage of okay. before you leave. That's good. Also, there's a lot of free resources out there tied to your job, tied to you know your local, um, you know your economy. Okay. Um, like for example, Detroit has a lot of free resources. Take advantage of that. You don't have to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people just literally outsource everything. I'm going to outsource this. I'm going to outsource my business plan. I'm going to outsource it. And there's, like, people who, like, have grants to do this for you Ooh. for free. Yeah, that's true. And um, so look into that as well. Um, you what, what other – you said financial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you feel like you need to have, like, a certain amount saved up before you, like, just launch or – so my my other thing too is just start with whatever you have just start because one thing that you'll learn along the way is what your original idea was is not what you're going to end up with so why are you going to save up all this money Mm -hmm. you know spend all this money potentially to start off with a big bang Mm -hmm. with things that ultimately you might not have needed along the way so Mm -hmm. you just you just need to start right And your audience, your revenue, whatever, is going to determine what you need to refine going forward. Mm. And that's what's going to help you to essentially save money along the way. It's not you just, oh, yeah, I'm going to wait till this launch. <laughs> like, you know, June 1st, 2021, <laughs> I'm going to save $30,000. No. <laughs> and I'm telling you, companies that get real funding, like VC funding, they're starting off with an idea and selling this idea around mm-hmm. and figuring out what yeah. people actually need to get that funding. Yeah, They're starting off with their product in a glass jar and saying, hey, I don't have any packaging, but check out my product. <laughs> and it works. And it works. It okay. works, you know. So, again, I, you know, and I think that's something that I, you know, I need to take my own advice. So I have, like, other ideas for businesses. Like, Do them. You uh, know, and it's them. just like. You know, you just got to start it with the little 500 you had. You know what I'm saying? Like, just start it and then figure it out from there. You know, because right. it, like, you're you're going to save a lot more money, a lot more time, and you're going to be able to go to market way faster because you allow just the business to, to evolve, you know? Mm-hmm. Just start, just start, just yeah. start. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, and I think a lot of people, we have fear that we're going to fail, but how how do you know? Like, I feel like everyone has to fail just to get to where you need to yeah. be. writing out the plan or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That means just like talking to your girlfriends and getting together, hey, this is the idea that I have, I need you guys to help mm-hmm. come brainstorm or whatever like that to 
Yeah. Um, and so this is the last question. Um, who do you wish to become on your journey as a believer and as a woman, um, as a Christian woman, and all that? Yeah. I would say I, I want to have a stronger relationship with God. I feel like my relationship is sturdy, but it could always be stronger. Yeah. Always, um, yeah. And I feel like, again, determining how my faith is going to manifest mm-hmm. um, in my brains, mm-hmm. I, like, I want to be able to figure that out, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I, I think more than anything, I want to be able to impact people and connect with people and do it in a way that's genuine, yeah. that doesn't require me to kind of come outside myself mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of put on this facade or create this brand for what whatever is palatable for people right now. Right. And again, I think that's one thing I struggle with is I feel like I have things to share with people. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, maybe my brand is strong, maybe it's not, but I feel like there's so much more I could be doing mm-hmm. that I'm just not willing to buy into the hoopla for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, trying my hardest to figure out how do I do it authentically to me. Um, and so I just, I think if I can culminate all of that, it would be to be a person that people feel genuinely connected to mm-hmm. and people who feel like they can genuinely reach out to me for help yeah. um, and know that I'm a, a resource and I'm a real person mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm going to help you any way that I can. And, you know, maybe that's even just by, you know, you just knowing me. Yeah. I'm going to help you to get to your next step. I don't know what it is. Right. Um, but I think that that's really kind of what I want to be. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for uh, coming on to the podcast. Um, you've definitely blessed us with your time and your experience. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to have you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you.